Sims, you're now tuned in to another opinionated episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, covering every topic in the world of gaming that we can think of. Gaming is our passion, and podcasting is our profession. Celeb and Bolts podcasting since 2011. The Second Opinion Podcast starts now. Man, what a week we have ahead of us, bro. We mean a week ahead of us. What's going on? I mean, we're we're just like right around the corner from E3. Games are starting to be announced. Release dates are announced. We got all kinds of stuff coming up. Very much it's truth. Very sir. much it's truth, truth serum, bro. Ugh, don't you <laughs> yawn? Don't yawn. I had to, man. Look, you doing it now. Man, dude, it's been nothing but droggy ass weather for the past two weeks. It man. has been, and it's supposed to rain today uh-huh. again. But it came down a flood this morning. Yeah, it was a crackle of thunder, and it was like <sighs> pissing all over oh, the bro. place. <laughs> it was nuts. We were going to put the kids in the car, and uh, I was walking in the kitchen. I saw like a really bright flash of light, and I was like, "What the hell is that?" And it was like, <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> But uh, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, episode number 326. It is your boy, Celeb, back again, joined by my partner in crime, Bolts. What's up, man? Wiki, wiki, wiki. What's up, bro? It is episode 326, right? Yeah, sounds okay. good. Yeah, I think like we did 325 number. last time. I don't know. It's either 326, 327. Um, but... Platform we, is down in three quarters. <laughs> we have a, a very good episode for you today to talk about some really great stuff that is on the way um, for the gaming world. Uh, but before we get into that, we're going to talk about how has life been treating us and what have we been gaming. So, Bolts, we're going to start with you. How's life been treating you and what what's uh, been gaming? Life's been good, bro. Just just nice chugging along. Uh, uh, my kiddo passed all his classes so he can go to the seventh grade. Awesome. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, You're like, I was praying, man. Yeah, uh, no, you don't understand. We were, man. Uh, uh, math class. Fifth, six weeks had a 58. Oof. Brought it up to a 76. Man. Um, but he did enough to get through the... Awesome. Ugh. And then, and then, ha <laughs> Venture into my little world. My son is 12 years old. He's supposed to be 13 in September. <laughs> his mother caught him caught him watching porn on his phone. The other no! Day. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so we had to have a little talky-talky-talk. Um, me, personally, I don't... I mean, he's 12, 13. He's that, he's that, that stage of... Of trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. So me personally, him watching porn is not the end of the world. <laughs> He's not out there doing black tar heroin or anything. <laughs> so I think we're okay on that end. Yeah. But his mother, little, no, she was not having it. Yeah. She called me. She goes, James Lewis. I said, what is wrong? She goes, your son. I said, why is he my son right now? Because he was watching porn. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. She's like, no, it's not okay. Uh, it was like, funny. I'm not saying it's okay, but I mean, uh, it's funny. It was funny. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, that was my, my little world for the past six weeks. Um, as far as gaming wise goes, let's see, uh, MLB the show 21. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got drafted by the Rangers. Um, I didn't select the Rangers. I actually got drafted by them. And then midway through the season, they traded me to Milwaukee and then, uh, um, after about three weeks in AAA, I got I finally got drawn up to the show. Yeah, um, I've been playing that for, for <clears throat> quite some time now. I think I'm in season three right now. Okay, um, I'm at 87 overall. 
Um, so I'm, I'm rocking and rolling. But of course, most of my time and effort has been Mass Effect the Legendary Edition. <laughs> and it is nothing but glorious, man. Yeah. Um, I'm in Mass Effect 2 right now. I'm about 24 hours in. Um, I've done I've done one DLC mission. I've got all my recruits. Um, yeah. I'm fixing to do all the loyalty missions and then finish up on the DLC. Um, and I just, you know, there's just so much. It's just so good, man. I, I, have, <laughs> I have nothing but greatness to talk about it. Um, just reliving what what I played, you know, many, many, many years ago. Yeah. Um, it just, it looks great. The, it just plays so well. And, you know, it's funny. I have uh, the, one of the greatest small things. And not necessarily if it's a small thing, but in Mass Effect 2, depending on your Renegade or your Paragon, um, you can either split open your scars or they'll slowly heal, depending on if you're a Renegade or Paragon. Yeah. Um, and, of course, I'm a Renegade 100% all day long. Um, everybody hates humanity, so fuck all everybody in the, in the galaxy. Um, but my eyes, um, you know, because I'm part synthetic right now yeah. because, you know, Cerberus rebuilt me. <clears throat> and so my eyes are just are just glowing ass red. Yeah. My scars are split open. It's got red coming out of it. It just <laughs> looks, it looks so fucking sick, especially when you go over a shadow. Yeah. And Shepard turns around and all you see is just the red glow out of your face. It's fucking <laughs> sick. I love it so much. Uh, but that's what I've been doing, man. Okay. That's right. what I've been up to. Um, well, life's been good. Um, uh, I've just been working and coming home and chilling. Uh, uh, but gaming-wise, things have been good for me as well. been playing Mass Effect. I'm still on Mass Effect 1, still doing a lot of the side quest. Um, the only thing about Mass Effect 1, I think, compared to Mass Effect 2, is in Mass Effect 1, it seems like there's not a lot of direction when you do those side quests. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe that's just me. You talking about like if you go to like a planet or something? Yes. No, it, it is. And see the the DLC for Mass Effect One, the actually able to land on some of the planets and do yeah. some of the stuff. Yeah, it's just it's kind of a hit and miss. Yeah. Um, you know, when I first very very first played Mass Effect, I didn't have the ability to really go onto the planets. Yeah. You just had the mission and you yeah. did it. Um. But yes, you're correct. When you land on those planets and you got to find the Geth base, and then you got to go, and then you're just exploring. You're trying to climb up a mountain to get some ore and shit Man. like that. Yeah, it's 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 a little tedious. I was it is. It is. I, I was I was I got, I got done with Mass Effect One in about twenty and a half hours. Um, all the DLC, all the planets, one hundred percent complete. Yeah. Um, and then of course I'm twenty four hours in Mass Effect Two, and I just. It's gonna be sad when I this just one have ends. to say I kind of got. I think I I, I want to do the side missions and stuff like that, but yeah. there's just I think it's just there's there's not like like what you said. There's not a lot of direction at times, so uh, it's not that it's not that I'm lost. It's just it's really really tedious. So I'm like, man, I gotta drive all the way to this other side of this and do yep. this. But I, I am having fun playing it though. I've also been playing uh, Warzone a lot recently with the 1980s action hero pack out, um, and have successfully. Um, I, I've successfully got the uh, Nakatomi Plaza um, uh, armory or vault open three times now. And last night I opened it up the best that I think I've opened it up yet. I flew in. Um, the, the drop zone was on the other side of the map. I flew in, got into an ATV, drove over like literally went up the side of a rope all the way to the top of Nakatomi Plaza, killed like two or three people, ran up there, disarmed the bombs, got vault key two, 
ran down to level 31, went up and and opened it. And I, I think I opened just a couple of chests, but by the end of it on, cause I was playing plunder, by the end of it I had, um, after opening the vault, I had 658,000 in cash. Is that a lot? I don't know. Yeah, it was a lot. Okay. You have to break a you have to break a million to get to um, you have to break a million to get to um, overtime oh, okay. to where your your cash is saved. So I just I was like I'm not doing what I did last time. I'm just waiting around. So I used the second vault key and opened up another little area and got more cash. Jumped out of the building, flew over, and just had a coincidence of building. I landed and had two legendary chests. So we ended up breaking a million. Uh, as a team, and it was four of us. But by the end of the game, I think I had nine hundred and ninety-eight thousand in cash. Yeah, and uh, it was awesome, bro. It was so perfect. It played out exactly how I wanted it to. So I've been playing through that. But um, today, I have been playing through the Chivalry Two Open Beta. Uh, so Chivalry Two is a first-person or third-person medieval-style action game. It's a multiplayer game. If you have Xbox uh, or PlayStation or PC, you can download the open beta now. Um, and it is going until, I think, it says a cross-play open beta will, uh, will be finally playable for Chivalry 2 before June 8th. So I think it's up to June 7th is when it's going to be um, available to play. But you have got to go play this. It is, it's goofy, it's crazy, it's serious, all wrapped in one uh, giant open beta. So in this beta, they have, um, they have the free-for-all mode, they have dual servers uh, available for PC only, uh, but also they have server options of 64 players or 40 players, and in these, um, in these servers you have... Um, a ton of different stuff. You have uh, the, ba the Battle of Wardenglad. You have uh, the Siege of Ruddlehelm. Uh, the Battle of the Dark Forest. And the Slaughter of Coxwell. So uh, each one of these, um, like I think uh, the Slaughter of Coxwell and the Battle of Dark Forest is a team objective map. As well as Rodelham, and then the uh, Wardenglad and Tournament Grounds are team death matches. Um, but it's so effing cool, man. It's such a cool game. And it's literally everything I've ever wanted from a medieval-style first-person, like, Call of Duty game or whatever else. I guess you could just say it like that, a first-person experience. Right. Um, it's literally everything I've wanted. So uh, in these team objectives, you know, it's, it's your... It's your objective to, like, in the Slaughter of Coxwell, you burn the village, breach the gates, steal the gold, and kill the soldiers. And then the other one is uh, destroy the brigade, <clears throat> um, push the convoy back, capture and hold the gate, and then kill the duke. And then in the last one, it's push the siege towers, capture and hold the gatehouse, burn the tents, push the siege ramps, capture and hold the courtyard, and then take down the air um, to achieve victory. So what's really cool is that in one of these, I think it's the um, Slaughter of Coxwell. So you steal the gold and stuff like that. But eventually, if that if the opposing team, if you're the one that's defending, if if the opposing team gets breaches your castle too much, mm -hmm. you eventually get to the point that you can't spawn as as knights or soldiers. You can only spawn as villagers with like pitchforks and it is hilarious bro it is so funny i was like what the hell's going on and like the commentary that they have for the characters they're like okay we'll try to do our best and they'll like go run another like ah! 
Um, and like this one time I was playing as a knight and uh, I was trying to get everybody. I like blew the horn and healed a bunch of people around me. And then I was, uh, I, I did one of the quotes that you could do on there for like, you know, tactical quotes. And I was saying, move forward. It was like, you know, he's like, come on, move forward. We got to protect that one guy. <laughs> and it's awesome, bro. And the battle cries are hilarious. It's not like some really, you know, deep baritone guy who's like, Aah! it's like, it's, bro, listen to me. You've got to play it. If you haven't had a chance to play it right now, I'm telling you, you are not going to be disappointed. Um, now, some of the gameplay is a little sluggish at times, but you also have to think. They do some of the sluggish gameplay because you are, you know, for instance, like a knight. You have to literally, like, if you're wanting to uh, slash with R2 and, and do, like, a, a side slash, mm -hmm. and you want to slash to your left, you literally have to push R2 and then, like, with the right trigger, go to the left to do that slash or go to the right, you know. Or if you're wanting to do a, a downwards or upward slash, you actually have to go down or up whenever you're slashing to do as much damage as you possibly can. But um, it is a really, really fun game. It's really cool. Um, there's all kinds of maps. There's also a free-for-all mode on there, and all of the characters are fully customizable. You can uh, The more missions that you do through this open beta, um, you can unlock more stuff to buy with your little currency that you get from the game. And it's just really awesome, man. It really is. Um, I've, I've really had a, um, I've really had a lot of fun with the beta so far. I've only played a couple of matches and stuff like that, but after the podcast, I'm going to go back in there and start playing it again because it just, man, dude, it, it, it was really, really fun. So, um, anyways, but with that being said, um, <clears throat> I don't think I've really been playing much else. I've been playing that and I, I pretty much have like stopped playing, Fortnite. Um, I've pretty much stopped playing Fortnite right now at this point in time. I'm well, almost that's... at the point of deleting it. That so, hey, man, more power to I you, know, bud. I know, more power to um, you. But... If you need any help with that, I'd be more than happy. Oh, to... you're gonna help me delete it? Yeah, I just you know just to click here and a click there and it's <laughs> gone, bro. Um, but with that said, let's get into our top gaming news. So. Um, we got some really cool stuff for you guys to uh, hear today. So let's go ahead and get down into the news. Get to it. <laughs> get to it. So E3's right around the corner. And uh, we're going to be talking about E3 and what we expect a little bit later on in They're the They're still show. doing that? Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, so, there have been reports that the Nintendo Switch Pro may arrive this September and cost as low as $299. Cost over $299. Whatever. A new report suggests that the next Nintendo Switch model, widely called the Nintendo Switch Pro, will begin production at July of 2021 and see retail release date by September. Nintendo is reportedly gearing up to start assembly of its new upgraded Switch model, with the company apparently targeting a September or October release date. As per this report by Bloomberg, the upgraded Switch will be priced around $299. This new Switch model may be announced prior to E3, allowing publishers to showcase the full range of the Switch games at the global event. If this is true, 
That means we're likely to hear an announcement about the hardware in the next few days. The new Bloomberg report lines up the previously suggests uh, lines up with the previous suggestions that the new Switch model will use a 7-inch 720p OLED panel and improve upon current Switch's 6.2-inch LCD panel and will be capable of providing 4K graphics when docked in the TV. Um, so, Bolts. Yes. We all know the uh, severity and um, I would say the popularity of this uh, new console by Nintendo. The Switch has been huge. The sales have been out of this world. The Switch Lite uh, did better than anybody ever expected. We all knew it was going to be big, but I don't think we knew it was going to take off the way that it did. Uh, with the Switch Pro, what are you looking for as a consumer from this model? Well, it's got to be more, more than anything. Now, now the Nintendo Switch, when it, when it first released, whatever, how many years ago, um, it was it was it was it was great. Um, they went back to cartridge and was still able to produce wonderful and amazing graphics. And 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 for some reason, and, and a lot of people really go to that level to the graphics. What does the game look like? Yeah. To me, it, it, yes, I'm concerned about it, but I'm not that concerned about it. You know, for instance, Breath of the Wild was was an amazing game. Great game. You know, I am not the biggest Zelda fan. Don't crucify me. It's just how it is. Yeah. Um, but watching you play and watching other people play, the the Zelda game on the Switch just looked wonderful. Um, and then and then of course you know everything else come come and go. You know with a few you know a few mature graded games, Skyrim and Doom and so on and so forth. And you but of course you still had all had all your Mario's and it, it was just it looked it looked really really good. Um, as a consumer for for the for the new Switch. I mean, all you can really ask for because of of what the previous Switch was was just updated graphics. I guess yeah. you could really say because the games are the games. Um, the games will sell the system one hundred percent. Exactly. So you know, you know, faster processing power. You know, little, you know, better graphics and so on and so forth. You know, if it goes up to four K, that will be phenomenal. It really will be. Um, w w would I care if it went to four K? Not necessarily. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, fourteen forty P would be fine, but that's just me. Um. But if it does get it to 4K, that'll be a big, big jump in the right direction. Yeah. So. I totally agree with you, Bolts. And uh, I think um, I think for me, more or less, it's the aspect of what this system is going to offer. Um, hopefully, it's not going to be too much more bulky than the like the original right. Switch. Right. Um, and maybe they'll actually kind of line both of those versions together to where it's like portable. It's... You know, it's a, a you know in between version of the original and the light, and then it has you know the uh, removable controllers and all this other stuff. But I'm excited for what is to come for for Nintendo, especially with Breath of the Wild two being in the works, um, from what we're hearing. And I think that it's going to be a great console. What I really want is. Yes, I, I would love to see you know super crisp 4K graphics, but I really want. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing something that's in like 1440p, uh -huh. 60 frames per second, even whenever you have it undocked. Yo, you know 100%. Yep. That would be that's that's what that's something that I would love to have, um, but I, I don't see it possibly happening. But I, I still think that this this next generation model of the Nintendo Switch is going to be something really special. 
that's going to sell like hotcakes because it's Nintendo. Um, especially with all the new, you know, Pokemon games that were just recently announced. Um, they got the new Pokemon game coming out in 2022. I think uh, Silver and Platinum or something like that are, are supposed to be getting remade as well. I really don't know a lot about Nintendo. I know you guys probably, somebody listening to the show right now is listening and being like, oh my God, you know, you know we just... We're not the biggest Nintendo no, fans, not. Uh, but uh, I still do think that this is going to be a great system that will offer some of the best game uh, uh, or have the best game lineup um, in the next couple of years that Nintendo has seen in a really long time. So um, next up, Resident Evil is a fantastic success. Resident Evil Village was huge for Capcom, and me and Dustin are going to be working on a uh co-review of the game um and uh, kind of giving our thoughts and stuff like that that's coming soon to Cinelinks. but overall i loved it i think it was one of the best in a long time i have to say it's it wasn't as scary as seven was but it was a thrilling game from start to finish i loved the story i loved every aspect of the game um, and it seems like everyone else did as well. After launching May 7th, Capcom has announced that Resident Evil Village has shipped over 4 million units. And uh, that's huge numbers. Capcom's latest entry in the long-running and world-renowned survival horror franchise is doing incredibly well for the company and living up to the shoes that Resident Evil 7 was wearing. So they confirmed that on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC, they've shipped a massive 4 million units. The figure includes shipments to retailers as well as uh, direct digital sales. It also puts the game on track to knock Resident Evil 7 off the throne as the best-selling Resident Evil game year-to-date. So this is huge. For uh, this is huge for Capcom, and it just shows that the Resident Evil Seven or the Resident Evil series as a whole is is not dead. And a lot of people, you know, at first, whenever it was announced that Resident Evil was going to a first-person aspect, I know a lot of Resident Evil fans, not just online but in real life, that have said. You know, oh man, you know, especially when 7 was announced, man, I don't know if I'm going to play this because I really like the third person right. over the shoulder classic kind of Resident Evil. And I'm, I'm right there with you. Resident Evil 4 was by far one of the best Resident Evils of all time. And it just, it blew me away. But Resident Evil 7 took it to the extreme. Well, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was in your face. It yes, was, it's you, right there. You, as, as much, yes, you can only experience so much of what the game is by looking onto the screen. Yeah. But, I mean, having that first-person view and then just having the feel of, of it, it in your face, especially if you got a big enough TV yeah. that you like to sit there and go, oh. Yes. Oh, you know. Bro, and they did, you know, with 7, they did VR support for it. And that's what I was going to say. The next the next thing is if if you play that bad boy in VR. Yeah, Come on, bro. man. It, it, it's unbelievably gorgeous game, too. I mean, graphically, I have to say, it is by far one of the best looking, um, by far one of the best looking um, Resident Evils I have ever seen. And uh, every aspect of the game just got better and better as you went along. So... Um, you know, this just shows that Resident Evil is going in the right direction, and it shows that um, fans are definitely interested in everything and every aspect of Resident Evil. So I'm very excited for the future of this series, especially 
No spoilers, but especially the way that Resident Evil Village ended. So uh, let's. Here's hoping that there's going to be another game in this in this first person saga. So um, now bolts. Yes. Speaking of just graphically beautiful and fantastic games there's there's been a good chunk of them over the last couple of years uh not just for playstation but for xbox as well that have just blown us N- out name of the one water. for xbox uh gears five come on okay. bro okay gears five is a, is a beautiful game um and i'm really excited for halo infinite you know to, to see what they're actually going to do with that especially after doing all the work they've well, done. Well, it's going to be on the X and the S, so it's going to better be great. Yeah, I'm telling you. Um, but today, or yesterday, or whatever, 27th, um, Sony had a state of play and showed off the first gameplay of Horizon Forbidden West, which is the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. And I think me and Bolts both have to say, this game is gorgeous. So... Um, Coming from somebody that that doesn't play much PlayStation, Bolts, what did you think about uh, Guerrilla Games' Horizon Forbidden West uh, gameplay presentation? Um, the gameplay presentation was was really really great. Um, like you like you said it, I don't play Sony um, if if all if ever really. Um, so I never played the first one. I, I know very little about the story, just of what you told me. But as far as the gameplay goes of what we saw, if that's what the PS5 is going to produce as far as gameplay, which is pretty pretty much I believe it's going to happen, um, the game looks really, really good. Uh, the mechanics were fluid. The physics were, were, were on point. The, the frame rate looked like where it was supposed to be. I mean, it just it, it looks like an amazing game. Um, and like I said, I didn't play the first one, so I don't know everything about it. But that by just visually looking at it and and seeing what the gameplay looks, it looks it looks like it's going to be an incredible game. Yeah, it looks stupendous. Uh, and you know, when when Horizon Zero Dawn came out, there was a ton of other games came out, and I still to this day have not finished Horizon Zero Dawn. But just watching this video, I'm, I'm telling myself over and over again in my head, I've got to play this before this game releases. I've got to play it before this game releases. Because it, it's ridiculous how good this game looks. Um, you know, I saw a lot of people on social media saying that this has got to be one of the best-looking PlayStation titles that they've ever seen. Um, and I have to agree with them, man. It's it's uh it's crazy because you know a lot of people were were questioning like you know I saw in the in the live feed while this video was going on they were like hey you know why isn't the game in 60 frames and all this other stuff or whatever but I know this about Horizon Zero Dawn you know in in the the version that you can play now you could play it in high quality mode or frame rate mode or whatever else but I do know that if the game is played in 30 frames per second, you're getting true 4K graphics that are just crisp, that look fantastic, that look wonderful. And it's kind of like what Bolt said. I, I'm sure that you're going to have the option to play this at 60 frames per second. But to me, this looks like the frame rate that is needed to have the quality mm-hmm. of gameplay that, that right. they're showcasing. Right. Um, and, bro, the ray tracing... The environments, uh, the movement, the gameplay was just so smooth. Yeah, man. especially especially when she dove under 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 the water, oh, and you man. had a visual of the the scape of what the undersea light. That was that was beautiful. It too. was nuts. So, 
Um, for, uh, Forbidden West is set on another area, uh, um, and it's more tropical. There's more, you know, um, there's many more enemies for you to face off against. And Aloy um, has never looked better. She looks so real with these new graphics and this updated engine and stuff like that. And just overall, the gameplay just... I'm blown away by it. And I think the entire internet was blown away by it, honestly, because I just saw everyone just talking about how the grandscape of this game just looks to be one of the best that we have ever seen. And um, I, I feel... You know, the best way I can explain the feeling that I had while watching this, Bolts, is the first time that I saw uh, Uncharted gameplay. Right. On, on PS3. I, no, I, I can absolutely understand yeah, that. Yeah, like when I saw the Uncharted gameplay on PS3, I was just like, holy crap, this is this is like next generation. And, and this game right here is built for the PlayStation 5, and I cannot wait to play it. Um, it it's, it's looking truly spectacular so it is on track to release this year um we don't have an exact release date yet but the map is um uh i think bigger than previous maps uh there's going to be more um more mechanical items that you can use there was like a sticky bomb this time too which was really cool um and uh i just I don't know the small little details, bro. We even talked about how her hair frayed whenever she jumped under the water. Yeah. Like that was mind boggling to me, man. She, she dove into the water and instead of it just being kind of looking wet, like you could actually see the frays in her hair. You could see the detail that they put into those small little the, things. The hair was flowing in the water. Yes. It was nuts, man. It was really nuts, but it was a 14 minute gameplay uh, trailer. So do me a favor, head on over to CineLeaks and check it out, um, and then check out some of the other great content we have over there as well. So next up, because E3 is right around the corner, and we knew that things were just really about to just start hitting Oh, off. yeah, and, and over the next week, over the next couple weeks, we're going to get rumors and, and teasers. And Gameplay. Then, and man, it's going to be good. We've be been good. talking about this for a bit of time. We had the, we had the Q&A or the A&A. Um, from Techland the other day, and we, you know, we were blown away by it. You know, we were just, we were really excited. We couldn't wait to see what was coming from the game. And just so happens, we got an official gameplay trailer for one of our top games of this year. Um, I personally think that this game could end up being a... Game of the Year contender for for 2020. Hands down. Um, Dying Light 2, Stay Human, the official gameplay trailer. So this gameplay trailer showcased the gameplay at 4K, 60 frames per second. And boy, oh boy, did it look gorgeous. Now, Bolts, let's talk about this, bro. What we saw in this trailer, what this game is going to offer. Let's talk about it. Well, you know, um, the first part of the trailer, of course, um, is, is, is what we saw at E3 and what they've re- you know released in the past and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as far as the trailer, it's it's exactly what I expected. Um, it 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 definitely give you a, a broader perspective of what the world you're actually going to be living in. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the renegades, um, the peacekeepers, and of course the survivors, uh, and it's just. It just, man, I just, I mean, I don't know what else to say besides the fact that uh, 
this right here, especially with 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 how with the ver with the vertical steps that you could take mm -hmm. going up in the air, and then the zombies that hide in the dark, and then of course it's just it's it's a world that I'm I can't wait to explore. I just can't because the the, the first one was was spectacular in its own way. Yeah. Um. There are bits and pieces I wish I could have changed about it, but this one right here, it just just watching the the gameplay which we're both doing as we talk yeah it's just it looks so good it looks so enticing and so in depth and it just you know any any time that you're traveling through the daytime and stuff like that and they pointed this out when you're traveling through the daytime all the zombies are like inside buildings in the nest yeah you know hiding from the daylight which i love yeah great um but they said but of course at nighttime the zombies go out you know and it leaves their nest yeah and so, therefore, you're able to go get some high-quality gear in those nests. Yep. You know, stuff like that is 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 really awesome. Um, I, I like the fact that you could choose between you know, choose between factions to to either progress your world how you want it, how you want to develop your character, um, survivors, <coughs> peacekeepers, renegades, or whatever. Yeah. Um, What'd you say the first one was? The survivors. Survivors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I will probably end up rolling the, the survivor way just because See, that's what I was thinking too. Well, only for the fact that if, if I'm, if they're able to provide like zip lines and grappling hooks mm -hmm. and take my parkour experience to another level that I'm definitely all for that. Yeah. Because I mean, I was in the, in the first game, I, I, you couldn't get me off buildings. Yeah. Man, I was running across buildings, gates, fences, wires, everything. Um, I mean, I fought zombies here and there. You had to eventually, so you could upgrade your character, but. Yeah. For the most part, I, I really didn't involve myself with zombies. I was running all over the place, getting everything. So, um, but overall, this was this this was my game when we to, when we went to E three a couple years ago, um, and I just I just can't wait, man. I have to agree with what Bolt said. Um, <clears throat> I'll probably end up going survival class, um, no question. Um, but the the crazy thing is the new zombie classes that are in this this is 15 years pr uh, after the last game so the mutations and all that other stuff that have 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 occurred are just nuts you see uh in this trailer you you see three or four different types of mutated zombies you see the branch one that everyone yeah. was talking about then you see the the big hordish kind of one a really long scaly one one that seems like it shoots gas and all this other stuff and and then uh, they show off, I guess, uh, maybe a master class or legendary class zombie um, at one point in time in the trailer. And it, it seems like one that you're going to have to have a lot of skill to really kill. So, um, But just the game, it looks beautiful and looks like there's so many things that you can do in this world to progress your character. There's the side missions the fact that, like what Bolt said, too, in the last one, you know, zombies were just out and about in the sun doing whatever. But now, this time, they're kind of going the way of, you know, like I Am Legend to where they can only be in, they can only be really out and about uh, at at uh, at nighttime. And uh, kind of what they said, too, is that, you know, if you do go out in the dark, it can be really rewarding for you. You can get these legendary crates and stuff like that that can, you know, upgrade your character um, and, uh, you know, master your classes and whatever else. But the game just looks so expansive, bro. I know, dude. You know, what's crazy about it is like what Boltz has talked about and even what the devs talked about, the verticality of this game. You know, the fact of, you know, don't just 
Don't just be the person that's just going to stay on the ground. Think about everything that's going to be lootable up top in these larger buildings. You know, of uh, it, it just it just looks nuts, bro. I, I I'm so excited for it. Also, the fact that and we've talked about this many times before, but the fact that the choices that you make in this game will not just change your character, but change the overall aspect of the world. Um, go, I mean, I, I, I want to, it's, it's a type of game that you're going to end up wanting to play multiple times because of the choices that you can make. You know what I'm saying? Oh, who are you talking about? How many times I've played Mass Effect? Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but there's weapons that you can use, too. Like, there's certain classes uh, to where you can be more of a, like, parkour kind of guy and jump up and down and, you know, shoot these ropes and pull them towards you. Or you can be a more heavy hitter. Um I don't know about bolts. I'm sure bolts may choose the parkour style fighting, but yeah. I feel like I'm going to be a, a heavy hitter kind of guy. That's just how my gameplay style. 100% um, gameplay. Yeah. So, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I always use heavy weapons in Assassin's Creed. So, um, but it just looks stupendous. Um, the, the, the modern, Dark Ages, as they call it, um, really look like something that you're going to be able to um, really explore heavily and do all kinds of stuff. But then also, like what they said in the you know title for this trailer, it says stay human. I wonder what that's going to do for the story. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the story for this game, it says stay human, but at the end of the trailer, it shows him turning. Mm-hmm. You know, so what does that mean? Like, you know, is that something that that you'll end up turning into a zombie or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. That would I'm be kind of saying, cool. Halfway through the game, you actually turn to turn into a zombie yeah. and then you become like this hybrid human zombie that you're able to control the other zombies. And oh, then you attack bro. the humans. Ooh, I'm just saying that would, that would be, be kind of cool as shit, but you know, yeah. <laughs> but then also we got a release date. A round of applause. Finally, December 7th of 2021 is when this game is coming out. Um, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Um, Bolts, do you have anything else that you want to really say about Dying Light 2? You, you, you know, other than the fact that um, I think this is going to be an amazing game that we're, we're, we're going to love for, for, for years to come. Um, but we're, as I'm watching the tail end of this this gameplay trailer, um, the, the, the sheer violence that is in this game... <laughs> It's going to be amazing. I'm telling you. I, you know, you're you're swinging around, you know, bats with swords on it, and you're just cutting limbs off here and there, and 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 the physics of you actually hitting your target where you aim. You know, for instance, arm, head, neck, uh, leg, or whatever. That that part of the body actually gets severed. So it's really really awesome. I mean, I can't yeah. wait, man. Well, the collector's edition is available at this point in time, and uh, it is like 199 bucks or uh, $200. Um, I have mine pre-ordered at GameStop. I'm very excited. It comes with a UAV light. comes with a thank you letter. It also comes with an art book, a still book case, uh, UAV stickers. It comes with a map of the city, a collector's edition uh, still book. Um, and it comes with a fantastic Aiden's. Is that his name? Aiden. Aiden. It comes with a really fantastic collector's edition statue of Aiden. 
It says Defender of the City statue with sterilized UAV lamp. So it's got Aiden jumping in the air with his, uh, you know, sign axe while an infected is trying to attack him. And there's actually a, like, UAV lamp on it. Yeah. That looks really, really cool. Um, and uh, I think it's going to look great next to my E3 statue. So That's it. I'm I'm very very excited for the game, and I cannot wait to play it. So make sure to check out Cinelinks.com for more news on this game in the next coming months. Of course, you guys know that me and Bolts just can't wait for it. Okay, so I'm going to skip a little bit ahead and talk about the next one, um, and then we'll. Two quick hits before we end up talking about E3 and stuff like that. Um, Sonic Origins uh, Collection is coming out next year. Um, so they had a Sonic 30-year uh, press event the other day or live stream event the other day. So Sonic Origins will feature Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, and Knuckles, as well as Sonic CD. So this is coming to PS5, Xbox Series uh, X and S, I guess PS4, uh, you know, Xbox One and PC, and possibly Nintendo Switch as well. Um, but Bolts, you're a big Sonic fan. I am. Um, I don't know if you're going to play this or uh, not. But, uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't really know. It's it's nice to just kind of turn it on and go like, eh, and just go through it, you know, mm-hmm. just here and there. But it's probably not something I'll soak that much time into. Yeah. You know, so... Um, it is Sonic. It is. It's. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's kind of yeah. like Mario. It's. It's there. Um. So yeah. Okay. Uh. Well. Uh. Sonic Colors: Rise of the uh, Wisps is coming out as well, and it is. Uh. I think it's a remaster of a previous Sonic game, and there is also um some more news for you know Sonic Team Racing. It's coming to uh, Apple Arcade. Um, and then I think there's another Sonic game coming out in 2022. But this was a heavily, heavily Sonic-filled Sega press event. And it had, um, you know, all kinds of stuff that, you know, Sonic was coming to all these different games. Sonic is coming to the Olympics games and all this other stuff. But at the very end, they, you know, Team Sonic or Sonic Team announced that there is a brand new Sonic game that will be releasing in 2022. Um, and, uh, I'm guessing that it will be coming to, um, it will be coming to next generation consoles, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One and PC. So Sonic fans rejoice. He is not dead. He is coming back for sure. So get excited. Um, and then lastly, before we talk about E3 2021, Dying Light Platinum Edition has been announced and now is available for PS5, PS4, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and S. Um, The Platinum Edition is uh, pretty much the bundle of a lifetime. It comes with everything. It comes with all the DLC. It comes with everything added in. uh, And usually this deal is $100.00. It's $100 on PlayStation right now, but on Xbox, you can get it for $24.99. So uh, this comes with all the latest DLC. Uh, it comes with um, all the cargo packs, um, you know, survival bundles, crash test skin packs, everything. Large collection of skins and weapons that will 
um, add into this this game the fifth anniversary bundle edition. Uh, I mean, pr- literally everything that is released is available. Yeah. So uh, and and if you truly have not had a chance to play Dying Light, you need to at twenty four ninety nine. This would definitely be something to purchase to get your hands dirty before Dying Light Two Stay Human comes out because this is truly a really great game. Yeah, and uh, I actually have it on PlayStation, but I think I'm going to buy it on Xbox because the Platinum Edition comes with everything and the graphics are heightened on Xbox compared to PlayStation. So um, I, I downloaded it and played it on uh, PS5, and I mean, it was, it was a little rough around the edges, but I've seen some gameplay footage that was posted on YouTube and Dying Light gets a good little upgrade on Xbox. Uh, so... E3 2021. It's right around the corner. June 11th uh, or June 12th through June 14th. Um, So first and foremost, um, it has been announced that Xbox and Bethesda Games will have a joint press conference. That bitch is going to be massive, bro. Bro, let me tell you something. It is going to be huge. Um, we have the Summer Games Fest that's going to be on June 10th. Then we have Ubisoft Forward that's on the 12th. Then we have um, the Xbox the, and Bethesda the, Game the, Showcase. The big one on the 13th. On the 13th. <laughs> then we have Square Enix Showcase, uh, which is still to be announced. The Nintendo Direct, which is still to be announced. Um, but let me tell you something, guys. You need to get ready for... I think possibly one of the largest, uh, just overall informative <laughs> fucking uh, E3s that we've had in a long time. Oh yeah. Um, this 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 E3 is going to be massive because of the games that are going to be shown off. Not just because of some of the surprises and stuff like that, but um, let me tell you something. This Xbox and Bethesda game conference is going to be fucking huge. It's not just going to be, you know, some Xbox games and some Bethesda games, but it's also going to be some of their other, uh, you know, partnerships that are going to be showing off games as well. Um, There is a possibility that they're going to show off some games that are coming to PlayStation as well with Ghostwire Tokyo, with um, uh, Deathloop coming right around the corner. I would I would be really surprised if Bethesda didn't show off, you know, some no, gameplay no, no. and stuff. I, they most definitely will because in all reality, regardless if it's going to PlayStation, that's money in Microsoft's pocket. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, they will definitely show it. Um, But, Bolts. Yo, what up, G? What, what games are you expecting to see at this year's E3? Okay, um... You know, there's a handful. Everybody expects to see Halo, um, possibly a new uh, Elder Scrolls, um, something from, uh, you know, I don't know if they'll show anything because, of course, Sony's not there. Uh, God of War, you know, so on and so forth. Um, More or less, uh, I I guess, you know, especially, you know, going towards the Nintendo side, Breath of the Wild 2, I'm sure everybody's expecting to see something on that. Um, because that that's probably one of the most anticipated games to be to have that have yet to be seen. Uh, Metroid Prime Four as well, mm-hmm. um, and that's on the Nintendo side. More or less, I want to see um, if they've progressed. I'm sure they have, of course. I need to see some Fable gameplay or or something like that. Yeah. Um, I need to see. Um, I can't really say anything from Sony because I'm not a Sony person. Um, I want more stuff from Scorn. Um, I want 
NCAA 14-21. I want... Um, let's see what else I got on the top of my head. Um, uh, uh, you, you could say Starfield, but I've been anticipating that anyways. Yeah. So, I, you know, it is what it is. Um, there was one that was on the tip of my tongue, and I can't remember what it was for the life of me. Blank. I know. I don't, I, I just I can't think. It was, it was right there, and I was like... But for, like I said, for the most part, for me, Xbox guy, um, I definitely want to see Fable. I got to see Starfield. Um, I, I could possibly maybe see something from Elder Scrolls. I doubt it. Because if they're going to push Starfield before Elder Scrolls, I think that's going to be kind of... They'll push Elder Scrolls a little bit later. Um, yeah, man. It, it, oh, duh, of course. If they got something for Mass Effect, bring it out, bub. Oh, yeah, bro. Bring it out. Let me that see. That would be it. fantastic. Let me bask in its its glory. How could you forget Mass Effect? That's the one that was on the tip of my damn tongue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, if 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 EA and Bioware's got something for Mass Effect, please bring it out. Let me bask in all of its gloriness. Let me see what you guys have done up to this point. I don't care if it's a fraction, a nanosecond. I want to see what you have done with with my game. Um, but honestly, that's I mean. I, uh, the scope of, of, of the big things, you know, probably my five games of what I really want to see is right there. So that's that's kind of what I'm expecting. Okay. Well, my hopes, let's say it like this, you know, because we did some articles on Centrelinks. We did our hopes and expectations. So my hopes for E3 are, uh, first off, the Metal Gear Solid remake, uh, PS5 slash Xbox remake. I don't know who's going to end up doing it or whatever else, but it has been... Um, it has been talked about for some time now that, that a remake of the original is supposed to be coming back. So that is one of my hopes for sure. Um, another hope is that around E3, uh, we'll get some God of War Ragnarok news. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, uh, I have to say, um, Call of Duty World War II Vanguard. Um, I really want this game to happen. Um, I hope to God that some of the rumors are not true that that it's coming out with Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer instead of you know Vanguard multiplayer. But I really hope that we get to see some gameplay from that. <clears throat> now my expectations um, of what are going to be some of the mega hitters are um, for sure Elden Rings. Uh, or Elden Ring, the George R.R. R. Martin and From Software game. Uh, we heard about it and saw the reveal trailer at E3 2019, and we really haven't heard much about it since then. So I would be really, really shocked if we didn't see something from Elden Rings. Um, I do think that we're going to see something from Starfield, but I don't think we're going to... Um, I, I would... I would. That's another one. I'd be really shocked to see, like mega news from starfield like if they showed off starfield gameplay that would be great but i just i don't know man i think everybody's kind of just like i said in this one little bit i said i think a lot of people are still looking forward to starfield to have a release date at the showcase and though i think we will see something from the game i think some people are counting out a lot of other games that could be showcased so though um that game is of course one of bethesda's big uh things i think we're going to see immensive gameplay from Ghostwire Tokyo. I think we're going to see uh, more gameplay from Deathloop. And I think we're finally going to see gameplay from Xbox exclusive Bethesda game, Indiana Jones. Nobody is talking about it. 
I haven't heard one person talk about this Indiana Jones game since it was announced. I don't see it anywhere for some reason. And I don't know why people are counting it out. Indiana Jones is like one of my favorite heroes, one of my favorite movie series of all time. And nobody is talking about it. And I don't see why. But yeah, I think we're going to see Indiana Jones gameplay. And I think that's going to be Xbox's version of like an Uncharted. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Ugh. I wish they would have went a different way besides Indiana Jones. Uh, only because only because I love the movie so much. I, yeah. I, I just wish they would stay in the movie. You know what I'm saying? I understand. Um, Battlefield 6 for sure. Um, with all of the leaks and stuff like that that are going on, we're going to see an actual release date and we're, we're going to see a ton of gameplay. It would not surprise me if we didn't see it from the Xbox press conference. Um, and then lastly, one game that nobody is really talking about outside of negatively, Skull and Bones. It's so, because we've been talking about it for how many damn years? I know. Since 2018. So recent reports have stated that not only has the game been pushed back to a later release date, but that Ubisoft has restarted Skull and Bones development from scratch for a second time. This is a bit sad and scary for a game that we voted during E3 2018 for best of the show, but I am going to say I am hopeful that the game will be reintroduced this year and we will finally get a release window for the game. Skull and Bones was so much fun when we played it at E3 2018. Uh, it was fantastic, and it was Ubisoft's answer to Sea of Thieves. Um, really, honestly, bro, because Sea of Thieves is super popular, bro. It, 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 it has really yeah. picked up a lot of a steam lot. in the past couple of years. So um, a guy that I work with, George, was talking about it the other day. He said that he plays it a lot, and he said one of the most irritating things about it of the game is, like, if you die... You start all the way over from scratch. Yeah. You know, and he said, that's just part of the game, bro. Like, you you know, you'll be, he said him and this random guy got a ton of loot the other day. And uh, they, he was like, we were sailing over to this island. Then just out of nowhere, some raiders came up and which are other online players and attacked his ship, took all of his loot. He died. And then he had to start all the way over from scratch. And uh, he was he was like, oh, my God, I was so pissed off. But then I just started over from scratch because that's just how the game works. But that's kind of how it was in Skull and Bones, too, yeah. is that there was a lot of times that, you know, I had my own ship. And in, like, the team deathmatch mode, it was so cool, bro. It was like a just fleet of ships going in against these other ships. And, like, there was one dude that ended up attacking me. And I remember yelling across the table. I'm like, all right, who just hit me? I'm like, this dude right here. You see this ship right up here? And I like marked it. I was like, let's all get it. And like all six ships went up there and attacked them and stuff. It was awesome, man. So I really hope to see more from that game uh, soon, man, especially at Ubisoft's event. I hope they reintroduce it. So with that being said, there are a few other little things. You know, I want to see some more gameplay from Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, Suicide Squad, Gotham Knights. Um, but I, I would be really shocked if we saw a lot of stuff from Suicide Squad and Gotham Knights because of the Warner Brothers buyout that's going on right now. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think you'll get much of that until all that's completely settled. Yeah, I agree. Books. Yeah, I agree. Um, but then, of course, we got to say Halo Infinite. You I know. know. Halo Infinite is uh, been under some reworks and stuff. There is the rumors that the next Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 16, is going to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive as well. So... Everyone's freaking out about that. I, and I and lastly, I got to say, I'd be shocked if we saw 
Elder Scrolls Six, especially if they if they're slowly pushing Starfield right now. Yeah, I think Elder Scrolls is on the books for next year at least. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, but anyways, guys, this is episode number two or three. Wow, I always say it. I always you do. say it. You really do. Three twenty six of the Second Opinion Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to check us out next week. We're gonna have even more news about E three and some of the upcoming games. We love you. Thanks for tuning in, and peace out. Peace. Was that fun? Yeah. That was fun. This was another opinionated episode of the Second Opinion Podcast. Check out the podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, iTunes, and Cinelinks.com. Also, check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Second Opinion Podcast, for tons of gaming content coming soon.